SOS Radio. Hey, it's Dan, and here in the studio with me, Mr. Matt Redman. And Matt, obviously, you have come to Las Vegas in a very, very unusual time. And I'm curious, just starting out, like, where were you when you first saw the news about the shooting in Las Vegas? We were, so we've been touring this week. And so we were in, trying to think, I know I was on the tour bus. We woke up and I just saw the news. In fact, what I did, first of all, I, I, uh, as an Englishman, I'm always, you know, wanting to catch up on the English news. So I go, I woke up and opened the news app and I, I saw like the whole feed of, of the English news app I used was filled with Las Vegas. And so the, you know, pretty straight away, this is a, okay. Something real big has gone on here. Um, and I think it's just been a very interesting time in America generally, hasn't it? I've been out here the last few months and you've had these massive extreme weather moments causing a lot of damage, a lot of disruption, a lot of heartache. You've had so many things going on in the, I guess in the political world as well. And, and, and then right in the, middle of all that you've got this terrible um attack and it and it's it i think a lot of people are feeling very shaken right now i i know you know initially you're you're here in town for what was just going to be a concert tonight but i, I just wanted to thank you because you have made this really a vigil and a prayer rally and and opening it up to the public and um that's a, a big gesture that's really cool so i just want to say thank you yeah, it's been thanks, man. I mean, to be honest, I feel really honoured to come and sing into this moment, try and join together. You know, if the songs aren't for moments like these, what are they for? You know, and um, a lot of the songs I've written over the years um, come out of painful times, and I noticed that they help meet other people in their painful times. In fact, "Blessed Be Your Name" we wrote um, shortly after nine eleven. We were on one of the first flights out of England after 9-11 to California to start a sabbatical, traveling around different churches there, and I was really impressed by what the preachers were speaking on. Um, but I was thinking, where are the songs? We need songs for a time like this. Um, you know, we're going to sing a song tonight at the vigil called Cornerstone, which a great friend of mine, Jonas Myron, wrote. And he wrote that after a massive shooting that happened uh, in Norway. Uh, he was actually watching the news, writing this worship song. And I think that's kind of a good picture, you know, to to find your way to a place of drawing near to God through song in some of these crazy moments can be such a helpful thing. I mean, because it gives you something solid to stand on. When we sing our praise to God, not only do we praise him, but we preach to ourselves. So you can sing a song like you never let go. You're singing it to try and bring him an offering. But actually, it's so good for you. It stabilizes you, helps you realize you're living on solid ground. And I, you know, I hope that tonight that's what's going to happen in that place. People have space to grieve, space to process, all in the context of, of community and family and church uh, and just God there with us. And, and I hope that we move into just a place where the songs can inject some hope, some peace, some stability uh, in, into things. And so... It was a bit of a no-brainer to change up the evening, you know. Couldn't just do the normal thing. And, you know, the, and the church at the crossing there had some strong thoughts on how to do that. And I, I think we've um, got a little flow together that hopefully will take us on a real meaningful journey tonight. 
Well, and, and so many of your songs, I mean, they have such power. And it, it's, I guess it's not a surprise because as I've learned more about your story, um, you dealt with, with tragedy and heartache at a, a very, very young age. Yeah. You know, my dad died when I was seven. Um, he actually took his own life and had some real turbulent teen years with the guy my mum remarried. He ended up going to jail, actually. And it was just crazy, crazy times. But so interesting because that's when this worship music showed up in my life. And when I started writing songs, it wasn't because, oh, I want to write cool songs. It's because I needed to write songs. I needed a way to talk to God. I needed a way to cry out to him. And I remember I'd be just diving into the Psalms. Like I remember crying myself to sleep, Psalm 121. I lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. He will not let your foot slip. And so, you know, I realized it's pretty crazy. These 3,000-year-old songs can stabilize a teenager, you know, in, in, the, you know, in the 20th century. It's, cra- it's amazing, isn't it? And I love it that when we sing this truth, what can happen, the dynamic that can happen uh, when we do it. And I've seen that time and time again with these songs, that when you um, give people permission to be real and to be raw, um, but you sing truth over that, it can be such a powerful thing. Yeah. And, and, and a part of that reality, um, you know, obviously, I, I, I can only imagine that you, you must have had some, some anger dealing with what you dealt with growing yeah. up. And, and I know that, you know, as we heal from any, any kind of heartbreak, the anger comes up. Yes. And... I don't know that that we necessarily have the answer for why does God let these things happen, but what would you say we should do when we feel angry with God? Yeah, great question. I mean, a moment like this, emotions are so intense, aren't they? I mean, fear, anger, there's so many elements, and it will be on different levels for everyone. Some people listening to this for sure will know people who were present at the time of the of the shootings or who who even directly, you know, affected by that. And I'm sure there's other people that's come the next level out where you live in this city and this is your city, you love this city. So you don't, you hate that this happened here. You feel, you you know, are we safe? There's fear in the mix. And like you say, there's anger, anger firstly at the person who committed this, you know, anger, at all sorts of stuff. And, and, you know, a lot of people do. We have these questions we've got for God. We're like, how long is this kind of stuff going on for? Why, why does this stuff get allowed? And there's some massive questions. And again, back to the Psalms. What I love about the Psalms is they actually give you the permission to ask questions. You know, the psalmist is, is kind of railing against God almost sometimes. How long, God? How long? There's a raw nerve in there. But you notice it's always um, like an undercurrent of reverence. So he hasn't forgotten who he's speaking to. And I think that's a really important thing as well. You know, you can cry out to God for all sorts of reasons, but the very best reason to cry out to him is because you know he's the one who can do something about it. You know he's the one who can bring some comfort in this moment, some relief, some peace. You know the one who, who can help us have a breakthrough, if it's, even if we're talking about another area of our lives today. He, you know, I love that he allows us. You, when you come before the throne of God, you don't have to have some pose. You don't have to come with some pretense, pretend everything's right. It's all right to come in that broken place, say, I don't get this, God. And, and back to my story, I guess early on in life, I, what I learned is, even though I don't get this stuff that's happening, I wouldn't volunteer for it, can't explain it, I'm angry about it. You know, so much to process. I've seen enough to know that God is God, and he is good, 
and he is great and he is in control. And, I, and I'm going to trust in his track record today. Because you could read the news today and, you know, and more and more details are unfolding of what happened in the city and more and more details of, you know, um, some of the, the pain and the terror. And, you know, it can become so overwhelming. And these are the moments where you, you're like, man, in this, if I just live in this moment right now and every, all my information comes from this moment, I'm going to get overwhelmed. So what I've got to do right now is lean on the track record of God. I've got to lean back. Look at his faithfulness in my life. Look at his faithfulness to Scripture. Look at how even out of the soil of suffering, sometimes he brings so much good. And it's maybe even too early to talk about that stuff, right? Right now, we're in pain. We're grieving. But all I do know and what I have personally seen is God is always closer than you know. It's a beautiful thing, too, when he uh, uses his people to, to show us that he does love us and he's yeah. there. Um, is there a time that comes to your mind when you think about the, the different journeys that you've been through, the heartaches that you've gone through? Could be an older thing, could be a, a more recent thing, but a time where you feel like, boy, God really used a person to remind me that he's there and that he loves me. A time that somebody showed God's love to you when you were really hurting. Oh, man. I mean, to be honest, a lot. You know, uh, <laughs> We went through a season where we had a few miscarriages in a row, and it was a very painful time. And and. And actually, that's where we wrote the song "You Never Let Go" out of it. We actually, a day after one of these um, moments, we just needed some truth to stand on. We decided let's let's sing it, and we started to dive into Psalm twenty-three, and out came this little song. And um, those moments, you really know you're in a church. You know, you really know you're in community. Those moments where people aren't afraid of the ugliness that can come along. They they give you permission to grieve, and they love on you. And, you know, people were so sweet, just bringing meals, praying over us, telling us something of their experiences. We've, you know, that, that's definitely a season I think of, and I think, man, that's the church being church. And again, like in the city this week, I think it probably, sometimes when you see the darkness at its darkest, you see the church at its best. You see the church speaking into things, loving people, uh, providing community, and that's, that's really good. That's so true. And I'm, I'm so excited because this is such, such great timing for you to have a new collection of songs to share with us um, and, and to hear some songs uh, from, from Glory Song uh, tonight at the, uh, at the vigil. So what, what, are, what are some of the songs that you're really excited about sharing tonight? There's a song that I think almost might be a little centerpiece for me tonight, and it's called One Day uh, When We All Get to Heaven. And the, the chorus is the old hymn, um, but we're singing it in a very... Uh, you, you, most people would know that in an up-tempo style. This is a very kind of um, hopefully moving piano hymn ballad. And we wrote these verses. Uh, we had some friends who were going through some very intense suffering. We had uh, some... It was just a real intense moment. In fact, my wife was driving away from a hospital having to decide if if the person she'd been visiting help help decide would be wanted to be cremated or, or buried. And so it was this intense moment... And this song idea came to her. Of it's, She said, I don't know how it fleshes out, but it's called One Day. And it's a song of hope. It's a song about heaven. And it's a song about that fact that, you know, as real and as painful and as overwhelming as so much of the suffering we face and the struggle we face here, actually, as amazing as it sounds, one day that's going to be overweighted and totally overwhelmed by the glory that we're going to experience when we see Jesus face to face and when we encounter heaven. And so 
That's really what this song says. It says, one day you'll make everything new. One day you will bind every wound. The former things will pass away. No more tears. Um, One day you'll make sense of it all. One day every question resolved. Every anxious thought left behind. No more fear. And when we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. And we're going to see Jesus face to face. So that's the idea of the song. And I really feel it strongly for tonight. I'm really grateful that um, to have that song to, to speak into, into lives tonight. One day you'll make everything you will see you face to face. Jesus face to face. Matt, I wanted to ask you a question, and this is something that um, I, I it's, it's my own kind of little dorky thing, because <laughs> I'm the interviewer. So You're I worrying to, me now. What's that? You're worrying me now. Good, good. No, this is, this is good. It's an easy question. <laughs> okay, excellent. Um, and it's, it's open-ended. Yeah. And, and the answer could be any variety of things. But I want to hear your heart. Yeah. What is worship? That is a big question. It's a great one. I love it. I like to define it as it's um, our response to the revelation of God. And what I mean by that is worship always starts with him showing himself to us, him acting on our behalf or us seeing his glorious acts, whether it be creation, uh, whether it be the his um, kindness, whether it be salvation at the cross, worship always starts with us seeing something of him. And then we respond. So uh, we respond. So it's, it's kind of like the reflex of our soul in a way, isn't it? It's, the, it's our reply to something he's already initiated. And, and I like thinking about it like that. I think sometimes, you know, the worst musical worship leaders are trying to G everyone up. Come on, um, jump higher, clap louder, dance faster, bow lower. You know, you know, you know what I'm saying. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And I think the very best worship, in my opinion, is when you put so much of the revelation of Jesus on display through your songs, something of the glory and the grace, the majesty and the mercy of who He is. You're not going to be able to stop people singing, shouting, bowing, whatever they want to do in worship, because they, it's the reflex of their soul when they see Him. That's beautiful. One of my favorite songs uh, on the new record is "Gracefully Broken." Tell me a little bit about this one. So uh, this song started off in a hotel business room in Sacramento with Brian and Katie Torwell and Jonas Myron and myself. And it was just this little seed of a song, some verse ideas, didn't feel finished. Um, then we got the invitation to write with Tasha Cobbs Leonard, who's an amazing gospel singer and worship leader. And I mean, I've seen her lead. I love how she leads, but also her voice will literally blow you away. And <laughs> so we, it was, you know, amazing. So when she reached out to songwriter i was all over that and this is one of the songs that we wrote and i love this phrase gracefully broken everyone knows what it means to be broken no one's going to escape a season of brokenness i mean you know right now we've been talking about it most of this interview right but this interesting thing is that even when we're broken there's never um harshness or helplessness in the mix there's always some kindness and in the mix still. There's always a sense of God's purpose in the mix still. And sometimes you don't feel it, you don't see it in the moment. Sometimes you think, how can that be the case? Um, but I, my experience is that even in those moments of being broken, he's so much closer and kinder than we know. And for me, you know, a lot, I, I love a lot of what I do these days with music. And I love this. I get to travel, get to do music. I see the seeds of that right back in the soil of the suffering. And, I, and like I say, I can't explain it all. Not every cloud has a silver lining and you can't put a bow on everything, you know. And 
But I have seen how the purposes of God so often, something that the enemy meant for harm, God will bring so much good out of. Um, and, you know, it's a great thing in, um, in the book, uh, in the story of Joseph in the Bible. He calls his son Ephraim because it means God made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. And I bet many people listening today, that would be your experience. You think, man, I thought that season was wasted. Or, man, I, I thought nothing good could ever come of that. Or, man, I thought that was the end for me. But actually, you're years on now and you look back and you see God's track record and his kindness and his wisdom and his grace all over your life and how he's even brought good stuff out of that. And as, as crazy as it sounds, you know, there's an amazing amount of pain in this city right now. But I believe i'm you know and it's time to grieve right now it's not time to be thinking forward and but but i just know something about god i bet you so many people are going to get saved through this i bet you so many people are going to think about eternity or hope or what's this life about so many people are going to be reaching out or flocking to churches because they need some kind of meaning or so you know it doesn't excuse anything and and like i say you can't put a bow on everything and you know explain it away like that but i just know that you know god will take this awful tragedy this evil and he will you know bring something good out of it take all gracefully broken of course one of our all-time favorite songs of yours uh is 10,000 reasons and i know that's one of the the ones that people are really looking forward to singing along with you tonight yeah, that song wrote in a little village church in England a few years back, and it felt like a very simple song. It came very quickly. It was a beautiful moment. And the songwriter part of me didn't even know if it was finished. It doesn't have a pre-chorus or a bridge. You know, I liked it, but we had like 20 songs. We were only going to record 11. But thankfully, my team were like, that song's going on. And it became the title of the record. And then I've, for me, you know, I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen a song fly around like that and and what was so special about that is it brought lots of stories back and some of the most beautiful people I've ever met are met through that song just people in the most extreme circumstance of life some of the harshest life situations you can imagine but yet somehow managing to find their way to the place of hope a place of faith and a place of even praise and and that song was part of the soundtrack for that and it was very special bless the Matt, before we end our time here today, I just wanted to give you the microphone and and allow you to offer any kind of words of hope and encouragement uh, for the people in Las Vegas today. Well, you know, I'm a worship leader. I lead worship through music. And something I learned a long time ago is that when you come before the throne of God in worship, not only is it a place of, of reverence, but it's a place of refuge. I know a lot of people today, you're feeling like you need a place of refuge and I couldn't recommend a better one you know in terms of if you could come before the throne of God on your knees today and when the rest of the world's so fragile and flaky and things seem to fail you and there's a lot of pain and turmoil and turbulence when everything sometimes seems to be breaking and shaking apart there's one place you can go that is stable and constant and it's a firm foundation and you and it's a place where you can be secure you know, and I and it's I can testify growing up through my life that sometimes to start singing out a little song of worship in a time of trouble was the most stabilizing thing I could do. You know, and 
So I'd encourage people today, you know, I mean, I, I bet this radio station has been the biggest blessing these last couple of days. You know, I bet there's been so much truth spoken on these airwaves, but also a lot of that truth would have come through the songs. And so worship along, throw yourself into it, trust God. Um, even when you can't see him in the mix, even when you're like, what on earth's going on here? You know, you've probably seen enough to know he's worthy, he's good, he's God, and he's, and he's got this. And... Um, so that would be a little thought from me today. Thank you, Matt. Pleasure. Thanks, Matt.